Welcome to the Attention Podcast, hosted by Conrad. This podcast is brought to you by Expose.io, the attention prediction platform. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Attention Podcast. Um, It's the podcast where we're going to dive into how attention works, and it's aimed at anyone who wants to understand and dive deeper into the workings and application of attention for, for instance, communication, decision-making, or general marketing purposes. Uh, My first guest in this series is Alessandra Nostro, and she's a senior neuroscientist that did her PhD in Professor Eichhoff's lab in Germany. And before she joined Alpha One, she was a postdoc researcher in the Social Brain Lab in the Netherlands Institute for Neuroscience. Um, She's our first guest today because we will start this series by looking at the functioning of attention from a brain perspective so that we have a basic understanding. Uh, As I know Alessandra quite well, it turned out into an informal conversation where we dived into what attention is from the brain's perspective, how it works in layers, uh, how it can be steered, but also why it seems that it sometimes has a will of its own. Uh, We will cover some scientific examples, talk about the attention of a cat, and last but not least, we'll end with the 10 things Alessandra thinks that you should know about attention. Um, maybe Alessandra to start uh, a quick introduction. Yes, so um, I come from Italy, uh, ah, from really? Torino. Yes, uh, <laughs> but I studied a bit all over Europe. I would say um, so. I started my bachelor in uh, molecular biology in Turin. Then I moved to Trieste to do neuroscience uh, in uh, at the CISA, which is a very important international school for neuroscience. And then I moved to Germany to do my PhD. Uh, again in uh, cognitive neuro- neuroscience and there was more focus why germany <laughs> because uh, it was at julisch forschungszentrum and uh, also ah. quite uh, renewed uh, as an um, important center for neuroscience so and you just went for quality. Neuro- i went for quality yes Ooh, that's probably why you ended up working for alpha <laughs> also, one then, right? yes i was getting there <laughs> <laughs> so i studied bio- um, cognitive neuroscience with a kind of in direction to computational neuroscience with the personality traits and uh, neural networks that could uh, uh, support personality traits and gender differences. And then I went to Amsterdam to do my first uh, postdoc in uh, social cognition and uh, studying, researching empathy. Um, And now I'm a a senior scientist at Alpha One. Wow, your parents must be so proud of Uh, you. They are, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool. No Um, bragging. (laughs) No bragging. No bragging. Well, well, it's always good if someone else does the bragging for you. Um, um, So... We wanted to do uh, these podcasts uh, focusing on attention. Now we can go into very specific uh, elements. You can talk about uh, advertisements or, you know, TV commercials or movies or packages. But we thought it would be good to start uh, and talk about uh, some of the fundamentals uh, because I think not a lot of people in our industry know something about this, which is sort of strange because you're you're building stuff that you want to get uh, across. You want people to give attention to it, but uh, probably the, the knowledge about it is, is, is uh, well, let's be positive. There's some room uh, for improvement. Uh, so the main, I think, first question would be, 
if you look at it from a scientific perspective and, and bear with us because we're all not, you know, we our parents are probably proud, but not that proud. Uh, so we have a, you know, lim- a, a limited capacity in terms of what we know. But what is attention from a scientific perspective? So for a, from a general perspective uh, definition, we can say that attention is uh, our uh, ability or our brain's ability um, to focus awareness on special, uh, on specific uh, stimulus or thoughts or actions while avo- avoiding uh, other distracting stimuli uh, or actions. And I think it's uh, interesting to understanding the normal uh, or the functioning brain Uh, and the functioning um, system of attention always uh, try to uh, going back to a a, a deficit of attention so we get to know what attention is by looking at syndromes or disorders where actually attention doesn't work and um, uh, I so we explain it uh, we try to explain it based on where people don't show attention exactly so for example uh, there was a case that was the basic uh, uh, starting of the research on uh, on attention that's called the Balin syndrome um, where basically there was this patient that was uh, um, left blind from a stroke and then got uh, examined by a doctor. Mm-hmm. So this doctor was uh, showing this patient first a comb in front of his eyes mm-hmm. and um, uh, so apparently he was left blind but yeah. then the the, um, the the patient could uh, see the comb and the, when the a- doctor was asking what do you see he was saying yes I see a comb then the doctor was showing uh, a spoon and then the patient could just see the spoon perfectly fine so it but he was blind and he saw the spoon yes and so, the comb yes he saw both but then the twist happened when the doctor put the comb and the spoon together yeah. and then the patient could not see both of these objects uh, simultaneously He could only see the comb. This is a, a case of a deficit in spatial awareness. So when the, the brain cannot choose what to uh, put the, the attention on, what to pay yep. attention to, but just see some things and perceive some things while other do not other things are left out. Okay, but hold, 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 hold. So, but how does it work? You get a stroke, you're blind. How does that work that you can then still see a spoon yeah because he, he can uh, his eyes direct, function apparently his eyes function so the f- the, the perceptional level function but he were the, it was the uh, problem in uh, the superior cognitive functioning that was uh, uh, was impaired so when uh, uh, the yeah, two yeah, objects yeah. were together he could only focus on, on one or actually also on something else that was not in the same direction of the gaze and is this the same because I heard one uh, study where they have people walk through a uh, alley with all sorts of objects they're blind but they still don't run into these objects because the eyes somehow or the visual part of the brain still functions yeah but it doesn't get translated into let's say the the control type of uh, center that uh, that the brain uh, uh, yeah. has the uh, brain has a very uh, struc- layer structured architecture so there are uh, as we, maybe we will see later there are different uh, steps that 
that every time that we perceive and we pay attention to something, the brain does yeah. uh, from a very perceptual and sensory uh, uh, based uh, features to very yeah. cognitive uh, important element. And uh, the impairment can actually happen in any of these three stages. Yeah. But uh, what the uh, balance... So you only can... The, the attention part only works if all these elements exactly. work together. Yes. And if, if one of those chains are, is broken, your eyes might still function and you might still perceive things, but you are prop you're not aware of it and you... you You think you're blind, which you actually are, but part of it is still... Exactly. It's like an engine of a car that still runs, but the transmission is broken and the car doesn't move. I trust you on the car example. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but right yes, to, let's say yeah. that everything that comes into our retina is yeah. not for... It's, it's not where we pay um, yeah, yeah. our attention. But this is not only for the, for the um, deficit of attention. It's actually working also in the non normal functioning and but uh, this is the the important thing is that if the brain is normally functioning yeah. we know we we have our ability to focus our yeah. attention on some stimuli yeah. when the deficit happens the brain do not have the ability but just need to deal with it so yeah. there is no um, effort or there's no, no exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. so the um, the important thing is that we when we normally function have the ability to say i want to perceive something or i don't want to tend to other stimuli yeah. so this is let's say the main definition of uh, of attention yeah that is when i see ads popping up on the right hand side of the page but i choose to ignore them or i'm i'm getting a pre-roll on a youtube video i look at the x on the bottom so that's me steering my attention to that part and then And that means basically you you lose that ability to steer your attention yes yeah. exactly okay cool. there is a um, also um one uh, experiment that actually uh, was very famous for uh, attention research that it's the cocktail party effect uh, and it's a very daily that's a fun um, experiment to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's basically what happens uh, I think uh, to a lot of us at some uh, I don't know Christmas dinner with uh, far uh, relatives uh, that maybe start, not uh, so much uh, <laughs> in these times of the year but yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. true but in the past I don't know if it happened to you to be uh, at a, like a party a cocktail party or whatever I party. never go to parties no no no, 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 no. <laughs> I can't imagine that <laughs> um, and then being uh, uh, in a very uh, noisy environment with music yeah. in the in the background yeah. and uh, people chit-chatting but you are still able to focus only on one conversation yes. so this is what happens with the uh, with this effect that basically formalize the fact that uh, uh, as you can pay attention to one object you can also pay attention to one speaker and to one conversation um, but also the the interesting thing is that you can also be able you are also able to um, covert your attention so mm -hmm. cover attention is when you uh, don't pay attention to what you are looking at so if you are stuck with a very boring speaker in front of you and you want to listen to other conversation <laughs> what you can do in a very subtle way is to keep looking at the speaker and nodding mm -hmm. while actually listening and focusing your attention on some other conversation may be more interesting and this is the first difference in attention between cover attention that's the, the one where you are not looking where you are paying attention to and the overt attention there where you are yeah. paying attention to what you are actually um, 
you're yeah, looking, looking at. at. So the covert one is just sort of a, it builds from the ground up in your brain. And then uh, at a certain point, you're able to basically steer your attention. Yes, exactly. Okay, I get that. So, yeah. um, so that's from a scientific perspective is as if all the systems work really well in your brain, then uh, you are capable to actually perceive things. And then the higher you get up, the more you can steer it and basically influence where your attention goes. Yes. However, this was... Uh, uh, so the, um, the, the one of the main message is that the attention has a, a very limited capacity. So... Um, What do you mean uh, with, uh, with that? So we cannot pay attention to so many things together. We need to make a selection of the things that we want to do. And one of the bigger challenging challenges that have been in the past of the community research of attention was mm -hmm. when actually there was this uh, um, uh, limited capacity uh, start happening. So when we were able to select the stimulus, the stimuli to, to attend. So it's true that you can uh, do this process while going up, but it wasn't always so clear. So this, uh, it had, it had to um, come through many experiment yeah that it works this way so actually the the main bottleneck of attention is a very early stage so if we want to uh, talk about uh, when attention happens yeah. um, we have two models the first model is called the uh, early um, selection model and mm -hmm. uh, it says basically that you uh, put in in your uh, um, perceptual uh, sensory only some stimuli so not all the stimuli are being uh, perceptually analyzed and those stimuli that arrive to the perception can actually arrive to the higher level of cognition uh, okay. so there is already at the let's say Let's, I'm going to make it too simple, but <laughs> at the lower level, there's already a selection uh, uh, taking uh, place yes. uh, of the information that gets through that could potentially be seen by you. Yes. And so there's like a gatekeeper already exactly. in there. Yes. And uh, then it, it arrives to the last um, la last level of cognition when you actually give them name to what you are perceiving. Yeah. Uh, the second model... So you're coding then, okay, exactly. I see a car. A semantic uh, encoding, yeah. exactly. The, um, the, the other uh, model is the late uh, per, uh, selection model that um, says that all the stimuli that are around you are getting into perception... Yep. But then there is the later selection of the stimuli that arrives to cognition. Um, but there were evidences saying that the first model is actually the one that most likely takes place in our brain. So that's, you were still figuring that out, which one is the most... Yeah, no, true. Yeah, there are the, the evidences arrive from more, mostly the neural correlates of uh, uh, of attention. What is um, a neural correlate? You have to tell. Yes. That. So <laughs> basically, um, in in neuroscience. There are experiments that try to understand uh, which exact which areas are supporting uh, which functions, yep. um, and from the activation 
in whatever measurements that you do with fMRI, with electroencephalogram, uh, with different sources of uh, information, you can define which are the brain areas that are active while you are doing a task. Uh, so from this, from attentional task, uh, many scientists understood that um, the first reaction to attention was a very early uh, stage of this process, while uh, for unattended stimuli there were no reaction uh, of any kind in the same brain areas. So that only unattended stimuli could generate a brain wave in particular area of the brain, while unattended stimuli, even the, if they were exactly the same, do, did not generate the same, um, the same uh, activity. So it might be all in your line of sight, but only the ones that got through yeah. could potentially be getting uh, uh, yeah, uh, attention. Yes, yeah, so for example, there was this uh, study made with the, in the early 70s uh, with a cat recording from the cerebral cortex of the cat um, yeah. that showed that um, when the, the cat was exposed to a um, loud noise, there was a, a potential, uh, like a brain wave, yeah. that was uh, generated after the cat perceived this uh, this, brain, this, this sound. Then uh, when the uh, cat was exposed to both a mouse in front of him but, uh, or her uh, and a sound, uh, then the sound did not elicit any effect because the cat was just uh, <laughs> yeah. focusing his attention or her attention to the, to the mouse. And after that, the mouse was removed and the sound was played, again, the same uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. peak of uh, so like my I'm, I'm sitting somewhere and I get my food served out and, and my wife calls me and I just look at the the nice bit of tasty food that gets served up to me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So there's already something triggering your attention, and something else doesn't, even though it might have had in a different situation. Yes, yes. And it's uh, also interesting uh, to know what what happens uh, to the unattended stimuli because we have so many unattended stimuli that this was this was also um, a debate from in in the community on on how the brain was dealing with uh, such amount of uh, stimuli. And uh, one experiment to, mm, that, that started this conversation was... Because it the, all gets processed, right? Uh, so everything around us gets... That was the actually the, ans- the, the, um, the question. The question. Yeah. So is it all... Uh, to what degree uh, all the stimuli are yeah, yeah. processed? Because it's true that the early selection uh, model seems to win so that only some stimuli are perceived. But then... It's not completely true if you think about your uh, normal life that uh, you can be aware of some object even if you are not um, completely perceive it. You you know that maybe something is around even yeah. if you are not looking at In it. In your peripheral vision or something. Exactly. Yeah. So there, there, there needed to be a room for this improvement in the early selection uh, model. Um, for example, there was this study um, where... Uh, a participant was placed with headphones with two different uh, conversation coming from the two different ears. Uh, and it was the instruction where that uh, the subject needed to repeat exactly, to mirror exactly the same words of one of the two conversation. And what was expected was <laughs> that actually the, the participant was very confused with the two competing conversation going on. Uh, but then the, this, this person was exactly, was uh, uh, very good in repeating one one single conversation and yes. completely ignoring uh, the other. Yep. Uh, but this other conversation, he had 
he understood somehow what was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was able to focus the attention on one single conversation, but still having a reminiscence of what was going on yeah. in the other. So here. somewhere it must have been processed, somewhere. right? Yes. So they made these uh, researchers made uh, a room as improvement for the early selection process, saying that there was a gate that could allow unattended stimuli still to to arrive just a tiny bit more into the perception yeah. and then being either degraded or attenuated but not enough like not as a high yeah, yeah, uh, to yeah. reach the threshold to then continue the rest of yeah. the process of the attentional process yeah so it's like you have two streams of data coming in one is is, is really big but then still some of that other stream trickles yes inside, it's similar, but yeah. it's not enough to say that it's you know it's on, on the top exactly uh, yeah. yes yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting <laughs> so uh, in, in summary we can say that um, there are there are still also some questions and in science how did it exactly work but you know at the beginning level there's some sort of a, a selection process that we have a subconscious selection process that we have that determines uh, what pops up or could potentially actually get our yeah. uh, attention and then uh, we can steer that uh, by, by by giving it our uh, let's say uh, attention and even in that case we could still uh, get some of our let's say peripheral uh, information yes. in even though we're not uh, focusing on, yes. on on it. And I think it is fair here to introduce uh, two definitions of attention that are maybe also quite known uh, outside the, the, the scientific uh, literature, um, which are the uh, top-down attention and the bottom-up attention, because yeah. it's true that everything started to be um, as, as a sensory perception, but the top-down attention has a more um, cognitive effort in uh, uh, this paying attention to some stimuli while the the bottom up attention is purely yeah. uh, stimulus driven and yeah. you cannot um, let's say avoid it for example um, the crying of of a baby or also that's, good it's <laughs> <I mean, laughs> pretty hard to avoid exactly. <laughs> exactly i tried but my daughter but it doesn't really work <laughs> no i think the good what i found a good example there is um if uh, if you're in an audience doing a presentation and somebody pops a balloon, then everybody in this audience will will look like where is this yeah. uh, noise coming from or something falls or a glass breaks, and yeah. I think it's like a bottom up right. It's like almost a reflex type of thing where you're going to to look at it. Yeah. And then the top down is more the, yeah, okay, I lost my keys. Now I'm trying to figure out between all the visual stimuli where where I can actually, if I can see it somewhere. Exactly. Or even listening to this podcast can be uh, used as example of uh, top down attention, yeah. reading a book, everything. Uh, you steer it, uh, right? Yes, You're yes. in charge, you steer it. Exactly. And it's goal oriented. So if you want to learn something, that's why you are doing something and yeah. paying attention to it. Yeah, I get it. So we talked a little bit about uh, what is attention uh, from a scientific perspective so it's uh, bottom up top down uh, and then you can steer it and some uh, some of it is being uh, you know uh, yeah basically pops up um, and and then determining on maybe uh, you know the cat that looks <laughs> at the mouse versus the uh, uh, the sound, uh, you know, you, you steer attention that also determines whether or not you see it. So we know a little bit about how that sort of works from from a scientific perspective. 
when it occurs and that it can be goal oriented to look at something. So you de determine whether you give it attention or not. Um, and if you look then a little bit in the, in the brains, uh, what are the, the systems that are involved when, uh, you know, when you, would you give attention to something, what, what actually occurs, uh, there and, and try to, you know, to keep it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a way that I, yes. I can understand it. <laughs> so um, let's say that, um, I, I'm going to refer to a very, uh, popular uh, scientist in the field of uh, attention that's Michael uh, Posner from um, uh, University of Oregon he was uh, uh, the pioneer of uh, attentional uh, studies and um, I Michael Posner Michael Posner oh, he made a lot of uh, um, tasks uh, and also it was interesting when he was uh, talking about uh, um, uh, the, how the, the research of attention started to be uh, so popular uh, he said at the beginning it wasn't there were many more um, areas that were much more flourish and not attention was attention yeah. was not one of them but uh, then that's interesting. so the attention area wasn't getting any attention no exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> but then after the uh, world war ii uh, things started to change and uh, more many scientists starting having uh, focus paying attention, attention to, to attention, attention. <laughs> um, because of the the experience with the military so i think we have the title for this <laughs> <laughs> for this podcast, right? Yes. It's going to be paying attention to attention. Yes. Okay, so after Very World powerful. War II, people are going to go uh, more into this field. <laughs> yes, because uh, the, the experience with the military made scientists understanding that uh, they were taking for granted too many things, uh, how uh, mili military people uh, should uh, watch a, a, the screen radar for uh, the radar screens for so many times without uh, being distracted or yeah. having multiple demands at the same time uh, these these were all um, triggers to actually investigate attention from a, a neuroscientific point of view so from yeah. fr from his Uh, perspective, the, the attention got more attention after uh, these. Uh, yeah, so that started experience. to flourish a bit. Yes, and um, so I'm gonna refer to his theory about uh, yeah. um, the, the neural correlates of uh, attention, and uh, there are, according to Posner, three systems. So, as uh, we were saying before, they are in a um, hierarchical uh, dimension. Level, yeah. So, at the beginning, we have a, a what he called alerting system and that's the most um, ancient and that's what we share with uh, most of the other uh, animals because it allows us uh, to to gather warning signal and is uh, uh, it yeah. triggers it triggers this part of the of the brain that's very subcortical so it's very ancient it's uh, it's deep in the brain it's not yeah. where evolution it's almost came. at the brain stem right? exactly it's yeah. it's uh, up the brain stem and uh, we are talking about uh, thalamus with the pulvinar for especially the visual uh, input and uh, locus ceruleus so we are talking I about this no very idea what you're talking about but i believe very you. deep uh, so deep in deep the brain and it's, it's sort of brain. it's quite familiar with what most animals still have yes because they can be scared uh, yeah survival so yes, they can be scared with a sound exactly. just like uh, the cat maybe yes. can be or yes. something like that so this is what uh, the, the warning signal uh, uh, triggers yeah. um, then we have a second uh, maybe uh, let's say intermediate uh, system well let's take a, a step back in the thalamus or in this uh, 
regions, yeah. um, one of the main function is to integrate different uh, sensory processes. Yeah. Um, and this is because we can talk about auditory system, we can talk about visual system, but often uh, the, the stimulus comes uh, in multiple through multiple senses. So there needs to be a, a place where the, 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 the thalamus or the, in the brain needs to integrate um, these uh, Okay, the, so, so let me get features. it. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, we're sitting here in a studio, so it's a bit like uh, we have a mixer channel. So somewhere in the brain we have a mixer channel exactly. and we have a visual input and we have an auditory uh, input, maybe smell or yes. taste or feeling. Yes. And all these need to be mixed into one sort of uh, channel. Yes. So the stimuli arrive through their channels, arrive to the primary cortices. So if it's a visual stimulus, it arrives to the back of the head where yeah. the occipital cortex is. V1, V2, exactly. And three, yeah. V1. And then from V1 Showing to off the that yeah, I yeah. Read, read one article. <laughs> so from V1 to the extra straight areas that yeah. are V2, V3, yeah. that uh, process of color, uh, motion. So all the different. So that's interesting. Features. So the eyes are in front and the yeah, process it's all the, the way back. on oh, the opposite. Yeah. And then, and then the, the auditory cortex is, is another, located in another place, but all the primary cortices then send their, their and input. The cortices, these are basically areas in the brain that process one specific point. Exactly. One is so on visual, the, one is on auditory. Yeah, the main, the, the first part of the brain where the input uh, arrives from yeah. the senses. Yeah, so the mixing channel. Yes. Uh, no, the mixing channel is one later, later because yeah. once the, these so cortices... These are, let's keep with this one. So these okay. are the microphones. The microphones, exactly. Yeah, the microphones. The signals and then they send it to, to, the, the, to, the, to the mixing channel, which yeah. is the subcortical system cool. in, in the brain. Yeah. Then the subcortical channel integrates this information and send it to um, a higher level, which is the um, uh, parietal cortex, cortices that's uh, basically uh, more on modern the part of the brain. It's more modern, but and it's not the most modern. modern. Okay. Um, also, Posner called this uh, um, brain area, this system uh, posterior or orienting because the, um, it allows the the brain to indicate the main modalities through which the, the, the attention need to be focused on. If uh, it's okay. mostly like a visual, then the other senses become uh, attenuated, but uh, it allows us to focus primarily on one okay. characteristic. So this is when there is a loud sound. This is the place where, you know, it's like almost like uh, the DJ says, hey, we need to focus on the sound. Yes, right? Because exactly. that's something is happening there. Focus on the sound. Yes, and this is because the most important, uh, the, the most recent, uh, not important, everything is important in the brain, but the most recent <laughs> and evo evolutionary uh, recent uh, um, uh, part is the frontal cortex, is yeah. the frontal lobe, where we really process and encode the stimuli. And this needs to be done a bit more, um, uh, let's say, sp specific for what the yeah. parietal system is sending. Yeah. So here we give the name of the, what happens. So chair, a person speaking uh, or something like that. And this is where this actually is where becomes you recognize actually what you're yes. uh, listening. Let's uh, that's, that's keep with the listening. So yeah. we're playing a 80s ABBA song. Mm -hmm. The microphone picks it up, uh, auditory, then it goes to the mixing channel, and yes. then 
just you know, the mixing channel says, hey, the, 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 the puts everything together. Then the layer on top basically says, well, the main, you call it modality at the moment is music because yes. I hear music. So he puts the music through. Exactly. And then at the end of the brain, there's somebody saying, hey, that's that ABBA song. That's uh, the you know? ABBA. That's yes. the ABBA. That's so this is ABBA. where it gets encoded and yes. say, hey. And then the it ABBA. becomes, it arrives into your awareness. Yeah. You become conscious of something. Of this ABBA song. Until that. When you're looking at, you're walking through the grocery, you go like, oh, yeah. Yes, it's see, even when I do the groceries, I went through all these steps. Yes, wow. it's it's so <laughs> <laughs> it's so automatic that uh, it needs to be like that. My As brain is many, busy the entire day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, this is how like the brain the, works, the, the yeah. brain works with uh, with attention. Ah, cool. That's so. That's uh, that's that's a new uh, new insight. <laughs> uh, so we go through all these uh, uh, these layers, and then. Um, yeah, there you, you encode it. And um, because what, what I always find triggering is uh, when you have somebody that, uh, that gives a speech or even if you look at a commercial, you find that um, different people uh, put attention to the different uh, elements of that speech or this, this, uh, this commercial. Uh, so does that mean that that mixing panel or what you filter out of that is is uh, different per per person? Mm, so it it can be different in the in the sense that uh, based on uh, for example what you want to get from that speech might be different. So if you are most interesting to one part of the speech, you might decide it yeah, for, no. for yourself. But let's say you have a commercial, and in the commercial you have a. Uh, a cat, maybe. Uh, I'm not a big cat person, so probably my attention won't get it. But there are mm-hmm. people who will say, oh, it was such a cute cat in there. And then for me, it doesn't sort of, it doesn't get to the threshold. I might not even see it. Hmm. Mm, so, so you are saying, you are asking. I'm wondering what it, it is that drives that people see certain, uh, certain things and they don't see other things. How, how and why this differs per uh, person? Well, I would say that that's the, the the main point is the interindividual variability so each of us have, as as you were saying yeah. uh, preference in terms of objects of animals of uh, uh, just preferences that um, focus food like f- italians food. food you go like ah, i see food yeah. <laughs> yes so th- that i think might be just a matter of how we we grow up and how like our culture maybe it can be also depending on on uh, uh, cultural um, differences or a gender uh-huh. difference like we are all different and yeah. I, I'm not saying that the commercial should should trigger that because no. actually it should be the opposite that everyone focus on the same um, specific features so yeah. in that if that's From a the commercial case then it's not the probably best you want to make sure that you sort of uh, steer the uh, story that you get across. That yes. People give uh, that uh, their attention to 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 that, right? Exactly. That's probably the the preference that you uh, that you that you have there. Um, and uh, so, if I if I sort of summarize uh, uh, all of all of what we've we've been talking about in the last um, um, half, half hour, then. You can basically say that you have these different levels and uh, then at at a certain point it gets integrated and then you say, okay, the main focus should be on something that I see or something that I hear. 
And then at the end, uh, when you, when you talk about coding, this mm -hmm. is where you then might show your preference for something. You exactly. say, I really love food, you know, we, or I really love cats. Uh, and then, then, and that coding is obviously different per person because they all have their, their own preferences. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you want to put a cat in some commercial, that might be always a good point, given the amount of million viewers <laughs> of YouTube <laughs> <laughs> on cats' videos. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, they drive. Uh, they, they drive their, their should attention be, very. Yeah, very, a study very, focus on. Uh, <laughs> on yeah, on I'm that. sure there must be some study somewhere. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that that is that is uh, that, that that's that's nice. Um, if we go uh, and look a, a little bit more at uh, the field of work that we're in, which is trying to optimize uh, communication strategies or um, a campaign or a commercial or even a, a outdoor or something visual or a piece of text. Um, in, if, if we would say, uh, let, 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 let's make it short and snappy, what are 10, ten things that, that you... Uh, should know about uh, attention. Here. Okay. Uh, sorry to put you on the spot uh, like this, but uh, what <laughs> would you... Let's ten see things. if I arrive to 10 things. Let's see if you arrive to 10 um, things. Well, I think the first most important thing is being aware that um, uh, attention is a limited resource. So we need to be on point. We cannot really uh, play around with too many things because we, we know that uh, attention from people has a limited so if you uh, capacity. You lose. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, then another thing might be. Uh, Number two already yeah. uh, is that uh, uh, if you are um, reading some uh, books and you see selective attention, then basically that is the, what we are talking about. It's not something special, uh, but it's really at focusing attention on something while avoiding distracting uh, uh, stimuli on other things that for you are irrelevant uh, so in this try moment. Try to block it, uh, block it out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's so annoying if you do a recording or you're trying to sleep someone is making all these noises you it's so hard to keep that away that you cannot not hear it yeah yeah, yeah. The third thing, uh, as a recap, can it also be a recap? Cool. <laughs> is uh, being aware that uh, we can uh, play on two levels of attention: the top, top down, and the bottom up. So that uh, we can, uh, we, we know that if people want to achieve something, then they would put more effort. Yeah, so in, they are steering it. They are steering it. Yes. And the other one sort of happens, and we respond almost instinctively to it. Exactly, yeah. and also related to that. So that's the fourth. Yeah. Um, when the person put uh, pay attention to something as a, a top-down um, modulation, yeah. uh, this uh, um, will most likely result in having the information just gathered into the working memory span. So that will be used in uh, in a short amount of time next, so that this person also make the effort to make a use of this information. So if a person person uh, really put effort in understanding something yeah. this information will be retained in his brain yeah. while if it's bottom up then this information will yeah. most likely not be retained so if 
I just respond or react instinctively. I just, uh, you know, the car is really close. I jump to the left. I will not uh, remember it. Exactly. But if I'm reading a book, trying to figure out uh, how the hell attention works, uh, for yeah. instance, then it's most likely you that... You will retain, you will they, hold will, this information. Yeah, I will code it in the way that it's being retained. Yes, okay, and make nice. use of it. Yeah. Um, this. Uh, fifth. fifth yeah we're fine uh, yeah so I halfway down the list so we're doing well <laughs> yes so <laughs> I, I think uh, you kind of spoiled it uh, before it's about ah. the susceptibility of being distracted so people get distracted if the the task uh, is is boring uh, if you want to get keep full attention of the of yeah. the person the task need to be engaging and uh, encompassing otherwise yeah. you will l- lose people yeah Um, then uh, I would say that attention number six uh, that attention uh, can be divided Uh, so this is the multitasking Uh, multitasking divide so uh, we can multitask we can multitask but uh, not very good the warning here is that whenever you multitasking, <laughs> you decrease uh, the the attention on, on the each of the task, yeah, and yeah. this is because the brain is uh, is pl- placed in a position of, for example, two uh, competing tasks or just yeah. having to deal with two tasks simultaneously. Yeah, that's going to be hard. Yes, yeah. and I would say number seven. Uh, Mm, the more similar are the tasks, the most difficult is to pay attention to them. So let's say uh, if you are using uh, uh, t- the same channels twice for two tasks, so auditory uh, yeah, system, yeah. then it's impossible to, or it's very difficult to pay attention to both. Let's say uh, you want to listen to this podcast, but another person comes in and talk to you. So you are using uh, the yeah, same yeah. Uh, uh, senses on both, uh, on two tasks, and that resulted very difficult however if you divide the task in two different channels listening to the podcast while you are driving for example then becomes easier yeah so it's uh, however it's also good to say that uh, there are competing in the same channel it's going to be really hard hard. yes um it's not it's also not good driving and listening no no no, we will do the parental warning don't don't do this at home (laughs) (laughs) but because anyway uh the the social campaigns say for example not talk to the phone while driving because anyway the attention decrease on both uh, yeah. because of the number six of multitasking so if you divide yeah, the but task, I think the main challenge there is that it's visually because you're not looking at the outside anymore what's yeah. happening and you're looking at the screen and then it's going to get people killed yeah yeah. yeah. so that's uh, yeah. <laughs> um, then I would say uh, that eight uh, that split uh, Whenever you uh, split your attention, um, you can increase the cognitive load. So the more difficult it gets if uh, things are confused. So you need to be clear in in uh, in the message that you that you give to make uh, the, the story coherent. Coherent, uh, coherent yeah. Uh, and um, and then the, the attention can be unified and not. Sp- split into multiple uh, uh, information and sources so that that, that gets uh, a unity in uh, in attention. Okay, well how does, can you give an example of that? Um, um, so if you are reading uh, um, an instruction that uh, yep. basically have have uh, um, information very scattered and uh, do not 
really say any anything for you and are just very, very confused, yeah, so I'm confused then it's um you you need to divide your attention onto too many uh, lines or yeah. too many inf- uh, different information yeah. so uh, this is mm, it doesn't work it doesn't uh, comes through uh, let's yeah. say yeah. yes so because it's so scattered yes it's exactly. like when it's i'm scattered. trying to yeah. read uh, instruction on making a cake and i'm looking at the picture and i'm, I'm trying to figure out what the temperature of the exactly. oven should be and then it's going to be much much harder yes. yeah um one other thing that uh, i think also for commercial it's um is this already good. number nine or is it's this number nine you're doing uh, actually really well <laughs> uh, we only have one to go you must be yeah okay, let's start yeah, for the number yeah. nine number first nine, number nine um is that um, let's say uh whenever is there is a change yeah. you get attention yeah, so yeah, yeah, novelty yeah, yeah. really is able to to is this the fun what they call the van restorf effect as well where you have two competing things in terms of color and one yeah. stands out yeah yeah that's uh, exactly so whenever you have the Just showing off here again yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it worked <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you have a different uh, stimulus of a different modality of a different yeah, so contrast uh, feature, um, uh, that always wor- works out uh, yeah and and maybe because as as um, as we test lots of uh, commercials and um what i always struck me if i look at the results is that if the um uh, the visuals on screen uh for instance uh the price is nine dollars you say now nine dollars you buy this whatever it is but if the visuals are synchronous with the voiceover mm-hmm. showing now and we see the word now and then you hear the word now uh, uh, and then you say nine dollars and you see the actual nine mm-hmm. dollar sign yeah that somehow also seems to work uh, uh, uh well yes but i think that's exactly the point before of having a, um, yeah. a good information like a coherent, coherent, coherent uh, yeah. information that uh, makes easier for you to yeah. so grasp. it's like almost a certain fluency in processing yes. it and it makes sense so one uh, amplifies almost the other yes exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, and i would say uh, as opposed to if you cannot provide uh, a, a change then yeah. the tenth thing would be uh, the final one the already. final one that's a lot of uh, importance on this one is to keep um, providing some meaningful and special and uh, encompassing um, uh, information and, and messages otherwise uh, sustained attention cannot uh, be hold so yeah. The, so in order to keep attention, yes, you have to keep filling. Uh, it's a challenge. Yeah. Otherwise, if uh, it can work either that or a change, but uh, otherwise it's, it's almost like never, a relationship. Yeah, you have yeah, to never keep be working. boring. <laughs> otherwise, uh, attention attention just, goes uh, goes, uh, goes down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that rounds up a uh, great uh, interview. Uh, thanks a lot. I learned a Thank couple you. of things. So um, we'll be seeing if we can put all these 10 uh, elements into uh, into work yes. so uh, thanks very much for joining us today thank you for the and invitation. maybe we, we we make a separate dive into one of these areas yeah in the later stage. absolutely thank yeah. you okay thanks <laughs> thanks thanks for paying attention today i hope you will join us again for a new episode of the attention podcast This podcast is brought to you by Expos.io, the attention prediction platform.